You've been looking at optimising or improving therapy for children with uh, uh, one leukaemia, acute lymphoblastic leukaemia, and also a rarer disease, lymphoblastic lymphoma. Could you tell me what were your aims? I mean, what were the things you were trying to improve here and why? So the treatment for ALL has improved hugely in the last 50 years. But, you know, we now have about 95% survival. About 15% of people will relapse or children will relapse. Um, but we know that sort of 50 years ago, we were curing about 50% of people with half the treatment. So we know we're over-treating large numbers of children. So our trials now going forward always look at both treatment reductions and trying to pick out the really high-risk patients and still increase treatment or change treatment in that group. So we know there's still a little group that do badly, and we want to find them, but we want to try and decrease treatment for the the majority who will do well. Now, to give me some of the framework for this clinically, uh, what are the sort of standard approaches now for these two diseases, and are they the same? Yes, so they're both generally in in the UK at least treated with the same protocols, and they are multi-agent chemotherapy protocols, multiple blocks of therapy over a two and a half to three and a half year period with children who are high risk so they look at small amounts of disease minimal residual disease left in the bone marrow after some treatment's been given those patients we know are high risk they might come off the standard protocols they might go for bone marrow transplants um, or sometimes trials novel agents but those are patients we know do badly and we reserve those really high intensity treatments for them and everyone else keeps going with different varieties of chemotherapy of different levels of intensity apart from the toxicities of chemotherapy um, cytotoxic chemotherapy you've got things like dexamethasone to consider which has other metabolic effects doesn't it Yeah, so we're looking specifically in this trial at two different um, schedules of dexamethasone with the thought that they would have similar efficacy, but that the shorter course but higher dose might have less toxicity. They thought that it would reduce the specific steroid-related toxicities, so things like diabetes, um, evascular necrosis, which is quite a problem in this, this population as well, side effects like that. Could you describe then the study to me? It was quite a big one, wasn't it? Yeah, so it was a a large randomised phase three trial with three different randomised questions. So there was one right at the beginning when patients first are diagnosed, and that's where we looked at these two different schedules of steroid. Um, That's in our induction chemotherapy blocks. That's where we're giving an initial uh, phase of chemotherapy to try and get rid of as much of the disease as possible. Um, after that, they have one more block of treatment. And then if they are low enough risk, so their disease has gone down enough that we, we think it's safe to, to keep them on this protocol, they could be randomized again. And there they could be randomized to two different um, blocks of treatment that we call um, interim maintenance. So the standard block or one which we incorporated high-dose methotrexate to. And we thought from lots of other studies that high-dose methotrexate would reduce the risk of CNS relapse, so relapse within the central nervous system, which again, it's it's rare in this group, but it is serious if it happens, so we want to try and reduce this. Um, After this block of treatment, there would then be another randomization, or the randomization would all take place at once, but another question where we looked at taking away Um, vincristine and dexamethasone pulses so we call them pulses but they're just doses of the two drugs given every month um, during maintenance and maintenance is two or three years from uh, the end of uh, the previous block essentially so it's two years for girls and three years for boys you're looking at induction where you're looking at uh, short and long versions of dexamethasone what was the difference there 
So we saw no difference. We were hoping to see a, a difference in steroid-related morbidity and mortality. So these specific steroid-related AEs, we thought that giving the short version, um, the higher dose given on 14 days instead of 28 days, would reduce toxicity, but we saw no difference. So that uh, randomization actually closed early um, because we, we thought it was futile to continue. There wasn't going to be a difference. Um, and we did see some also some worrying trends that actually maybe the short dexamethasone patients were doing worse in terms of risk of relapse. Right. There could be a trade-off, of course, in long-term toxicity and short-term toxicity. So uh, that's a difficult one to settle, isn't it? Yes. So at that point, we were purely looking at toxicity in induction, which is where we thought there would we'd see a difference. And that's where what our hypothesis was for that question. And it's absolutely true. There is possibility that we could still see some longer term differences. And that is something when we're doing the full analysis now that we are going to look into. But at the time it stopped, we saw no difference in what our primary outcome measure was. Right. Now, before I ask you about high dose methotrexate, uh, let's stay with the dexamethasone for a while. What about the dexamethasone in the pulses? and the vincristine that it goes with? So this is standard to give these these pulses. Then you hope that a bit of extra treatment through maintenance will stop the disease coming back. But again, people hadn't tried taking them away and um, it's something that adds toxicity and adds and possibly reduces quality of life. So anecdotally, clinicians hate giving these. They, They feel that the patient's quality of life is is decreased by them. So this was what we call a non-inferiority comparison. So we didn't think that the efficacy was going to be better. We wanted to make sure it was roughly similar, but with improved toxicity and improved quality of life. Did you, in fact, find that when you removed the uh, vincristine dexamethasone, it was as good? So our primary outcome was the bone marrow relapse rate. And that was what we say non-inferior. So we saw a small decrease, but it was within our pre-specified margin of 5%. So we were happy in terms of that outcome that it was safe to remove them. However, we did see a bit of a decrease in terms of our event-free survival. So our event-free survival included all types of relapse, death and second cancer. And we saw we didn't set a non-inferiority margin for this because it wasn't our primary endpoint, but it was over that 5% limit that we'd used for the bone marrow relapse. And I mean, when we come to talk about the other randomizations more, we did find that, you know, if you limit it to some of the other specific questions up front, there is a group that maybe it is safe in terms of event-free survival as well. But it became quite complicated, this trial, because we were asking three questions. Let's move on to the high-dose methotrexate then. What happened there, uh, high-dose versus standard-dose methotrexate? So here we hoped we'd reduce the risk of CNS relapse. And it was something that had been shown in another trial as well. There's the COG-0232 trial. There's Children's Oncology Group trial. They had done this. And it was a different trial. It was a different population. They kind of gave it to everyone. It wasn't this MRD risk stratified protocol as was. They also did something that was different to ours in that they gave intrathecal uh, methotrexate to both arms in this study during maintenance, whereas we took that away for the patients that had the high-dose methotrexate. So it's not quite the same question, but they had shown that it reduced the risk of relapse, including bone marrow and CNS relapse. We we powered this to look for CNS relapse, and we saw no difference at all. Um, it, it, we didn't show any, any reduction with um, the high-dose methotrexate. What about marrow? So... Overall, we didn't see a difference, but again, we found this interaction. So we found a, an interaction between 
the first randomization, the um, short versus standard dexamethasone randomization, and the high dose methotrexate randomization. So essentially what this meant was that the results were different, the high dose methotrexate results were different depending on what steroid you'd had up front. So if you'd had short dexamethasone up front, then the high dose methotrexate didn't improve your bone marrow relapse risk. But if you'd had the standard dexamethasone up front, it looked like it might improve your bone marrow relapse risk. And we don't know what caused this, to be honest. Obviously, these things could be spurious findings, but it was a pre-specified analysis that we looked at. And it was quite interesting to see, actually, that the COG paper, they'd also had an upfront randomization where they also found a weird interaction that they never managed to explain. Uh, which was what? So they had done an upfront randomization to dex versus prednisolone in so two different types of steroid in their induction. And they found the high-dose methotrexate only worked if you had dexamethasone up front, not the pred. Right. Well, it is clearly quite complicated, yes. but uh, there's some clarity emerging from it because if your main fear is central nervous system relapse, then it seems you have got a, an answer there, isn't it? Yes, that it, it doesn't help and that they need something different really for, for CNS relapse. Well, that's what we saw in our trial. However, we looked at the data, we didn't see an improvement in CNS relapse. Now, emerging from this, if you were to be one of the people instrumental in writing a new guideline, what would you say about the approach to acute lymphoblastic leukaemia and lymphoblastic lymphoma now? So in the UK, we are sticking to what we are currently doing. So we give the standard dexamethasone to all patients. And then um, at the moment, we're running a new study. Um, this is the Altogether study. It's part of um, the Altogether Consortium. So it's uh, 14 European countries all come together to run one big paediatric leukaemia trial. Um, and that is giving high-dose methotrexate to everybody. And that was partly a, a decision based on what other countries currently did. But obviously, you know, the results from our trial make us feel that that's not a bad decision at all, um, that it may improve some of the outcomes, although not the CNS relapse risk. That trial is also looking at um, the removal of pulses for some specific risk groups. So that question will probably continue and we'll get more data um, on on the pulses question from that trial as well. And again, we don't feel the results from our trial make that question unsafe. Is it your um, guess then that there it is possible to pedal back on some of the intensity of the treatment and still gain the same therapeutic success? So yes, I mean, there's, there's definitely, there's, there's ways to go with this. And that's again, something that altogether one is really um, is really looking for it is looking for again it's got some treatment increase for high risk patients but again it's looking at different ways we can reduce therapy for the majority that we think can be cured with less treatment. What are the differences typically we see internationally in, in the approach to this for instance between Europe and North America? So they actually use the short dexamethasone regimen um, but I, I don't know whether that's going to change based on our results because, I, as I said, our results are somewhat, um, you know, unclear because of these interactions. So actually, if you gave the short dexamethasone and either our standard intramaintenance or the high-dose methotrexate and then you still gave pulses, the results were just as good. So what they're kind of doing as standard is probably just as good as what we're currently doing as standard. Um, but again... There is still further analysis that's needed of our data. We need to dig into that quality of life data particularly to see if there are advantages in terms of the quality of life um, in the changes of any of these 
treatment approaches. Could you clarify, though, where and in which stage of the treatment you can actually reduce the high-dose methotrexate if you feel so inclined? At the moment, we found that the patients who had standard dexamethasone and standard interim maintenance, who so didn't have that high dose, and then went on to have pulses, had very similar outcomes to those that had the high-dose methotrexate. So that may be a trade-off. As again, again, we need to look into the toxicity and the quality of life, but that may again be a trade-off that you give the high-dose methotrexate, you don't give the pulses, or you give our standard and you still give the pulses. Could you uh, then summarise what doctors should take home from this about the kind of standard approaches that they might be considering to reduce the intensity of treatment for these two diseases? That we think probably the removal of pulses is probably safe in some groups of patients, but we still need to do further analysis. When we have the full publication, we hope we'll have better answers on that, on which groups it is safe to remove these for. And uh, high-dose methotrexate? Again, from our results, it looks like it may improve the risk of bone marrow relapse. So that's not a reduction in treatment. It's Some people might think there's an escalation in treatment, really, but you you are giving less treatment around it. Looking at new patients then, when clinicians are guiding patients and their families, what sort of news can they give? The outcomes for this group of patients are generally very good. So the vast majority of children will be cured with frontline therapy and that our protocols now are working as hard as they can to try and pull out those small groups of patients that are going to do badly and make sure they get the treatment that is best for them. Mm -hmm.